We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hello, everybody. Welcome in to the NBA front office show. My oh my. The NBA offseason. My offseason officially started like less than 12 hours ago. And all hell is broken loose already. I'm Trevor Lane. You can find me on Twitter at Trevor underscore Lane. Joined by Keith Smith at Keith Smith NBA. Keith, this is this is madness. The NBA world, it just it just never stops. Um, we have so much to get into today. And the there's still teams playing in the playoffs, but uh, holy moly, the NBA offseason is undefeated. Yeah, you 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 chose to wear black today, I guess, for the funeral. I'm in gray. I split the difference because I'm probably headed towards a funeral tonight. <laughs> um, so we're just, you know, we're, we're uh, you know, instead of our dreams of Celtics Lakers to break the tie that uh, that will carry over to next year, I guess. It's, uh, you know, you're, you're, you, you guys are done and. I don't feel like this is a group that's making history and uh, making the first 3 comeback for the Celtics uh, to, tonight. But, you know, hey, history has to start somewhere. So, you know, I guess, but I'm not going to be silly about that. So, but yeah, let's get into stuff. We've got a lot of stuff. We only have a short amount of time because we are, uh, it's nice to both be in demand individuals. Mm, I wish it was on true. happier circumstances, but, you know, unfortunately, we, we, we take what we can get. But, yeah, let's get into it because there's quite a bit going on. There's a lot, you know, people always ask like, oh, well, then you, you get to relax during the summer and stuff during the offseason. Oh, no, no, no. We get busier during the offseason. We got this like shortly after I finished my postgame show, because, of course, uh, LeBron hints at retirement after the Lakers lost to to uh, coach Mike Malone's team. And uh, what? I don't necessarily buy that he's actually retiring. He just said he would have to think about his future and that kind of thing. And Chris Haynes put out that, you know, he's uh, he's not 100% that he's going to be with the team to start the season. He's going to have to get another MRI on his foot. We'll see if he needs offseason surgery. All these kinds of things matter. I tend to think that this is the pain of losing. He played essentially the entire game aside for four seconds. Um, and so that's all of this kind of, causing him to say things like that not to mention Carmelo Anthony who we'll talk about in a little bit retired so maybe that's kind of on his mind already but nonetheless LeBron kind of floats it out there that maybe he's he might you know hang him up um this could also be a leverage ploy there's so many different ways we can speculate about this but bottom line I don't buy that he's actually retiring but interesting that this is something that he would bring up and that he's you know at least considering yeah absolutely this is 
right? This is the first time he's kind of in recent years. He, he has talked more about like, Hey, the, the, the end is a heck of a lot closer than it is. You know, we're closer to that than the beginning, right? Like he has been open about that, which of course, right. We all know that, but this is the first time that I can remember him openly ever saying like, yeah, I don't know. We'll see. But I'm with you. My guess is he is in physical and emotional pain. Just, you know, what, an hour or so, two hours, whatever it was mm-hmm. after um, the season ended that he is, you know, thinking it's probably my guess is he's looking at me like, I don't know that I'm going to be ready to do this again in five months. Yeah. And that, but that's five months from now. Right. So my my thoughts are I've already started to see some people like, man, we need to talk about LeBron's career. No, we don't. Like, let's let's wait till we're far more official than some, you know, kind of off the cuff, you know, raw emotional uh, comments in a post game scenario. Like, there there will be plenty of time to do the Le- LeBron James career retrospectives on it, and he deserves every bit of that whenever that time comes. I just don't think that's today, but it is important, I think, to understand, you know, what happens if he does mm-hmm. retire. And here's the big thing: Lakers. Don't get any cap relief. People are already like, well, if he retires, that money comes right off the books, right? Not how it works. Because otherwise we'd have guys retiring and unretiring every you know off season when they get to sure. a certain age. So what happens is that money stays on the books because there's and I've heard some people say, Well, maybe it could be a career ending medical thing. Well, if it is, there's even a year-long waiting period for that to get wiped away. So even if that happens, it wouldn't matter for next year anyway. So that $46.9 million projected, that's like where it'll land out right around that amount, that is on the books next year almost no matter what. Unless LeBron retired and accepted a buyout for zero or near zero from the right. Lakers was waived he went through all that and at that point if i was the houston rockets i would sit there and be like guess what we just claimed you on waivers like now you're a rocket <laughs> if, right if right, you right. want to come back that's, in case he wants to come back exactly, that that was the conversation we saw on twitter a little bit was well he could take a year off and then return when Bronny sure. comes into the nba i'm like well yeah that's, that's true yeah. but he would still be under contract with the lakers unless they negotiate that buyout in which in which case somebody would claim him yeah. And then he's still stuck with that team. Now he would have a player exactly. option, I guess. But what, what would happen there? Yeah. Like if so he just happened, said, I'm not so, going to play for a year. Yeah. So let, let's get into it. Let's say he, you know, two weeks from now, he takes his time and he's like, yeah, I'm done. I'm not going to play this year. I'm retiring with the intention of retiring. My guess is, and this is strictly a guess, he would decline the player option mm-hmm. and not put the Lakers in the bind of having 50 million dollars on their books in 25 26 for no reason but or 20 yeah uh 20 sorry 24 25 sorry i'm like i'm i'm off like a year <laughs> yeah know, my, i got you that's the this year next year kind of mess of this time of the season um so so that second year my guess is he would decline that and not force the Lakers. Now he is well within his rights. It is a player option. He can say, I'm picking it up and it's going to sit there. Now he doesn't actually get that money if he retires, because then he's retiring. He's not going to get paid that money. But if he basically says like, yeah, I'm retiring. It still sits as a, it essentially sits as dead money on the Lakers cap. Um, But, very famous example of this was Rashid Wallace in his last year with the Celtics retired and left. It was something 
small amount. It was like three or five million or six million, something like that. I could go back and look it up, but that sat under the Celtics cap for a year is just dead money. So it doesn't go away because that would open all sorts of you know loopholes and all this shenanigans. Yeah, exactly. So now what happens is right that sits. Then let's say it's January and he's like, I want to come back. He could say, I want to come back and come back with the Lakers and right into it. And off we go, mm-hmm. plays with the Lakers. If he said, I want to come back, and the Lakers were like, nah, no. Then it takes unanimous approval from the NBA to say, you can come back um, unanimous. So it has to be all 30 teams agreeing, you can come back, and then you could go and play for somebody else. Jason Williams did this, the, the guard, Jason Williams, the uh, Sacramento Kings elbow mm-hmm. pass, Jason Williams. Uh, elbow pass, yep. Yep. He was... He signed with the LA Clippers. I think this was in 2008. It was, a, you know, so quite a while ago. But he basically decided in training camp, yeah, I don't actually want to play. Then he said, I want to come back out of retirement. I want to play for the Magic back in Florida where he went to college and all that. And the, the NBA as a whole said, all right, we got to vote. And it got voted down. They said, no, like you can't just sign. So what he had to do was wait one year from the time he retired, then he was able to sign with the magic and go. So very unlikely LeBron would even do that. I mean, right. I've heard some suggest maybe he retires, sits out for the year, sees where Bronny goes. Then that's how mm-hmm. you know, we end up in a spot where he plays with Bronny. My guess is what happens. And this is obviously strictly a guess because nobody knows but him at this point is he's probably just, back and maybe they work out something where it's like hey you know what start the year in the beginning of november take that first you know two three weeks of the season off like just you know we'll we'll see you when you're ready we also don't know i mean there's already rumors i think you probably know better than i that he's gonna have another mri on his foot i mean he could have have to be you know undergoing surgery here in a couple of days to be in a spot where it's like you know that may not even be a thing right it may be lebron can't even play till you know the beginning of december or whatever so you know i I don't know what he's facing and not facing with with injury wise he's very clearly was not right from any point in the the playoffs right he was clearly something was wrong with him he just the biggest place i could see it was he just didn't have that explosion um to, to the basket play after play after play like like you generally see so that's kind of where it works from cap wise. There, there would not be if you retired tomorrow. There's no cap relief coming for the Lakers at 46.9 million. Still sits on their books and it just sits there as dead money if he's not there. It's obviously the same. Yes, the Lakers could trade him if they wanted. There's no trade restrictions or anything like that. They, they could move move him in any kind of deal. But when they want, he has no kind of no. There's no no trade clause here. Nothing of the the sort. So you know not saying that any of those things would happen but just you know putting all that out there so that's that's kind of where it's at there's not a lot of really great options here even if he does retire now if he were to retire and decline that player option for next summer then as of next summer if Bronny wound up with the orlando magic or something he could just go sign with the orlando magic yep absolutely yeah because he'd be a free agent yeah yeah he'd have to wait the year from whenever he announced his retirement and then because obviously the Lakers aren't going to let him back in until ahead of time. But because of the timing on this, we'd be basically at the start of the off season anyway. So, yep. Yeah. You could absolutely do that there. And I've, I, I 
there's part of me, we talked about this on the Spot Track podcast. I'm talking about this. And one of the things I said there is part of me wonders, does he do something where it's, it seems like he's going to be at some level involved with the potential Las Vegas expansion team. Mm-hmm. That's clearly mm-hmm. not going to happen while he's under contract with the Lakers or another team. Right. Because I would, I, I don't even know how many rules that would break in the CBA. Just let's say all of them. Um, but my guess <laughs> is break the CBA. Right. My guess is we would be in a point where maybe he pulls like an MJ, right. And sits out a couple years and then says, all right, we're coming back and you know, uh, I'm going to play a year for them. I, I don't know. My guess is I oh, think gosh. he probably doesn't even do that. I think it's he- probably plays with the Lakers. He'll evaluate where, where Bronny's going to be going into the next year and then figures it out from there. Cause we all know how fondly we look back on the Michael Jordan wizards days. Yeah. Yeah, those are <laughs> that, that worked out great. That one All Star game was kind of cool, but yeah, sure. The rest of it was, yeah, especially considering man, like like he had the happy ending, right? You made the game winning shot to win a title, yep. and you know now, yeah, yeah. I Roll pretend credits, yeah, and then he those, threw in a post credit scene that nobody wanted. Right? That's that Patrick Ewing with the Sonics or the Magic, oh. Kim Olajuwon in Toronto. None yep. of those things actually Bizarre. happened. No. Right, though, those are all none of that actually happened. That that was all uh, made up. We all collectively dreamed it, just like uh, Sinbad a, made a movie where he was a genie. That's <laughs> it. <laughs> it was the uh, the Mandela effect. That's yep, what that Mandela was. Effect, yeah. I think so. That's like that's the world I prefer to live in. No matter <laughs> what basketball reference tells it me, was it was a glitch in the matrix. It was the the Berenstein <laughs> Bears and Berenstain Bears and all that. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely, right. man. Craziness. Craziness. <laughs> All right. Let's 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 talk a little bit more about this. The, the Lakers, uh, according to Yovan Buhu of The Athletic, I talked about this a little bit over on the Lakers Nation YouTube channel. The Lakers are rumored to be targeting a third star. It just seems to be in their DNA. Um, despite all the evidence that depth is maybe the preferred way to go or the way they should go, it seems like they can't help themselves but want another star on the roster. Maybe in this case, if LeBron is saying, hey, I'm not going to play a full season anymore. Maybe mm-hmm. it makes some sense. But getting that third star is very problematic. And Keith, I'm going to say the name Kyrie Irving 50 billion times this summer. But what I'm trying to drive home to, to Lakers fans is that it is ext- it's not impossible, but extremely difficult to bring in Kyrie specifically. And landing a third star is extremely difficult if you have any kind of attachment to Rui Hachimura, Austin Reeves, which... Reeves a little bit easier, of course, but the word is that the Lakers are going to match any offer for Rui and Austin. I've said it before. That's what they should, the the word they should be putting out there right now, whether or not that is actually true. But nonetheless, getting a third star is much, much easier said than done at this point for the Lakers. Yeah, so this is just, you know, I you know one of my favorite things to say is it's just math, right? Like, yeah. like that's all it is. It's just math. So the Lakers the minimum they can get down to on their books this summer would be 1.7 for Max Christie, 40.6 for Anthony Davis, 46.9 projected for LeBron, and then 300K that they would owe Jared Vanderbilt. Yes, they could trade him for nothing, but I'm just saying if they were just to do everything they can do to wipe their books clean. And that means goodbye draft pick too. 
Correct. Yep. No draft pick. And this is even, I'm taking Austin Reeves out of the mix Mm -hmm. in this case. And I don't think that's going to happen. That's still $89.5 million. Then the thing that people forget. And just to clarify, you're leaving Max Christie in because he's making less than what the open roster spot charge would be. Correct. And he's fully guaranteed contract. So so I'm down to just what the guaranteed money on the books would be. $89.5 million. So now, Let's be a little bit more realistic, right? Let's say they clear everything, but they also keep Austin Reeves because his cap hold is relatively tidy at about 2.2 2 million. million. Yeah. So now you're two down to roughly 34.5, 34.6 million in cap space. Nowhere near enough for, for a max deal for Kyrie Irving. Fine. Maybe you can get to a spot where Kyrie says, I only need 30 million. It, if there's going to be anybody who's going to do it, it's going to be a guy like Kyrie Irving. But the reality is that still needs to be a sign and trade. So now what's happened is you bring Kyrie in. Uh, if you go this route through, um, or I guess you could sign him outright with 30. You could sign him outright, but he's got to take a big pay cut. But he's got to take a major pay cut. So then the option is you bring him in through a sign and trade. Then you run into the hard cap. We, mm-hmm. we all know what that looks like. That turns into a roster of, LeBron, AD, Kyrie, Austin mm, Reeves, and a whole minimums. bunch of dudes, right, on minimums, because that's that's just where you'd be at. So now I think, as I have since the trade deadline, and we talked about this, the more realistic path is the Lakers stay well over the cap. They keep basically everybody on their books, and they are you know operating as an over-the-cap team. Then they could keep their cap holds restricted rights for both Austin Reeves and Rui Hachimura. They kind of can move forward. They keep Jared Vanderbilt on the books. They could even, you know, pick up Malik Beasley's team option just for depth purposes and do whatever they need to do. I think that is the way it goes. Same thing then, obviously, D'Angelo Russell. You retain his cap hold and his bird rights. You can still work through sign and trade possibilities and all those kind of things. But that leads into then the other option that they've talked about is Trey Young, right? That was uh, in that same report from the Athletic of you know let's you know what about Trey Young? Mm-hmm. You know could that be? And that's where that becomes in. It, I don't want to suggest that it's easy, it's but right. an easier path, just rules wise, to get to because he's already under contract. It wouldn't trigger any kind of hard cap or anything like that. So that's where you're talking. D'Angelo Russell, probably part of a sign and trade. You're throwing mm-hmm. in somebody else. And then what you're doing is, all right, here's the draft picks. We can trade you. We're going to give you those and we get Trey Young and off we go. And that's, you know, basically how this resets. Maybe And that's, and that's not a commentary on whether or not that's enough value yeah. for the Hawks. That's simply yes. logistically how you can yeah. make something like that work. Exactly. So that's where, you know, we're kind of here. And this feels like we're having a discussion we had, you know, with, in October of or three stars enough. And that was when Russ was kind of not really a star anymore. Right. So, you know, Keith on the Lakers nation video covering this, I introduced myself as Phil Connors. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And we'll see how many people get the reference, but yes, (laughs) I I feel like I'm I'm trapped in a time loop. Appreciate it. That's a good one. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. We'll hear, uh, if you hear the same song every morning when you wake up, uh, yeah. (laughs) so i um yeah man i i just like i i feel like we're in a spot where these reports are going to keep coming out because it's the lakers 
right? Like mm-hmm. it, they, they're just when the Lakers have the ability to maybe play with cap space, they're gonna get it. They're gonna be attached to everybody who becomes available, right? Like I'm a little surprised there's not a James Harden rumor randomly floating out there yet. Oh. You know, probably probably just because everybody's so locked in. You just jinxed us, so jinxed us, Keith. Yeah, there you go. there's your next <laughs> video. Um, but it is. It's just, it gets really hard to do this and it gets really hard to build a roster. When did they get good? When they built an actual functioning roster with depth. Like that's when they finally got good and became like a real team. And if they hadn't done that and then you lose LeBron for 35, 40 games, AD 35, 40 games, Kyrie 35, 40 games that he's probably going to miss too. Like, what are you doing? You're not going to be good. You're going to be, you know, and you can't, you can't keep relying on, well, we just got to get into the playing tournament. Like that's not a sustainable path either. So that just becomes, you know, I, I think, I think it's going to be the smarter path is going to be keep Pachamora, keep Reeves. It's LeBron and AD. Let's try to move this thing forward with reasonable contracts mm-hmm. for the other two guys and go. I think they're going to be forced to match something big on Austin Reeves. Like it just, mm-hmm. they, they think somebody's going to go 20 plus million a year uh, average annual value and that's going to be how that goes but you know then it's up to the lakers do we match it and kind of go from there and you know figure that out i don't know about hachimura i think we're going a little too far with some good playoff performances now with some of the things i've, I've seen people throwing out could he get 25 million a year like that seems bananas to me like, yeah yeah that's a the guy crazy. we were talking about getting non-tendered you know four months ago before he got right. traded like I don't. It's not, it's not like he came into the Lakers and immediately became a twenty-five point per game guy. Good player. I would. Like, I think the Lakers should do what they can to retain him. But I don't know if you'll be forced into a very difficult situation like I do think they will be with. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Yeah, and again, the Lakers, they it should be out there that they'll pay whatever it takes to keep him. 
because that can impact what kind of offers he gets and what you actually have to deal with because teams will say, well, what's the what's the point? If they're just going to match any offer, why would we even offer this guy anything? That doesn't mean that's actually correct or accurate. Yeah. So we'll see ultimately what happens with with those guys. Um, yeah, it wasn't that long. I mean, a few months ago, I was having conversations with, with various people uh, from within the league that were saying like, did they even give Rui like 10 million? Like he was not good for a stretch. Yeah. And then he, he, to his credit, he played great in the postseason, picked it up towards the end of the, the regular season. Um, and he certainly earned himself a lot of money. But yeah, it could get out of hand with that kind of stuff too, where suddenly yeah. he's making 25 million. That that could get a little crazy. Yeah, that, that gets gets nuts. Now Reeves, 20, 25 million? I could see. Because that's the deal with the restricted free agency too, right? You have to make it big enough to make the other team blank. Like and, and because of the arenas part of it for the Lakers, that's where it gets extremely complicated. We've already talked that we've you know broken that down. Everybody knows you can find that article on Spot Track. Literally nothing has changed um, with those numbers there. Go check it out if you're really that interested in where it goes. But I think the idea of the Lakers getting him just re-signed for what they that's that's probably gone. They, they, yeah. they got him at like it's, the the four know, years fifty three ish million or whatever. Like yeah. that's. That's just, that's probably not going to happen for and, Austin Reeves. And to some extent for Austin Reeves, it's just smart business now to sign an offer sheet, even knowing, you know, hey, the Lakers are going to match and that. Oh, yeah. That's where it gets confusing, right? Because that's what happened with DeAndre Eaton, right? It was like, go sign a max offer sheet and we'll match it. Well, does a team say, well, I'm not going to mess around. But I do think there's going to be teams that are going to say, or we're going to find out, well, what is it? What is your... What is your chicken, right? We're playing a game of chicken. That's what restricted free agency is. Mm-hmm. At what point will you swerve and say, it's too much. We, we we can't take it. And I think we may get down to that because I think, you know, but third best player on the team, mm-hmm. in my opinion, throughout the course of the playoff run, maybe the entire regular season. That's probably a little more questionable, but, you know, pr- pretty close. Oh, if they if they blinked on Austin Reeves after what they did with Alex Caruso, there would be torches and pitchforks outside of, of Crypto.com <laughs> yeah. Arena. I mean, it would be it would be bad, bad, bad. I don't I don't think the Lakers can actually let him go. I, I, there's a number where it gets you know anything much north of sure. like 20, 22 average annual value that would start to get a little silly at that point. But yeah, I'm I'm really curious to see which one of these cap space teams says let's find out. You know, let's 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 push it and find out. It's almost one where you wish it was like more auction style. Oh, you you'll match at twenty two. Okay, we'll go to twenty four. Oh, you'll match there. All right, twenty four. Like 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 second. publicly in a big forum. Yeah. <laughs> Wouldn't that be awesome? Right, like, kind of fun. Like then Austin Reeves. Adam Silver like, doesn't have the the personality to be the auctioneer though. It'd have no, to be somebody else. Yeah. You'd have to get somebody <laughs> to talk really fast in there. But yeah, all right. <laughs> All right, let's let's talk a little bit about uh, the Houston Rockets. Their free agent targets here, uh, Keith. I know you've got a list there of, of players they're going to be looking at. Yeah, these it's came veterans. from. Yeah, veteran players came came from Kelly Eco of the Athletic. The aforementioned Austin Reeves makes sense, right? He's probably going to be connected to basically every team with cap space to mm-hmm. some level, just because again, he's just a very easy plug, plug and play guy. You know, either becomes your top reserve guard or starting guard or whatever you need him to be. Um, for you, Cam Johnson would make a lot of sense, right? Another mm-hmm. restricted free agent, and then two veteran free agents, Brooke Lopez and uh, uh, Dylan Brooks. So both make sense for different reasons, right? Dylan Brooks would be kind of that veteran wing stopper, and let's let this be what finally puts it to rest that Dylan Brooks is not going to have offers, and no one's going to want to sign him. That whole nonsense that was so silly at the end of that uh, playoff series, like 
Dylan Brooks is a good player and someone's going to sign him for sure. Brooke Lopez is interesting to me because, you know, that only makes sense if you're like getting James Harden. Then, you know, hey, Brooke, you want the 12, 13 million left in cap space we have? What do you think, buddy? Think you want to come in? We're going to trade, you know, a couple other guys. And maybe what you do is you let, uh, you know, Alper and Shangoon kind of learn behind him for a year mm-hmm. or two, or, you know, do you move Shangoon in a trade to kind of fill out other holes in your roster? So mm-hmm. I, I think really fun and interesting to see which direction the Rockets go. We've heard a lot of different names, but these were more specific names than just kind of the top guys, you know, the Hardens and Middletons and top free agents. So I thought it was worth getting into these good, good reporting by Kelly Eco. Yeah. Some interesting options there potentially for, for Houston. And again, if, if James Harden is on board, does that push them towards more veterans and things? But I mean, look like Brooke Lopez, that's an interesting one um, yeah. that I wasn't anticipating. Uh, all no, right, I, I get, certainly wasn't. Yeah, let's uh, let's get to the box coaching job. Three finalists: uh, Nick Nurse, Kenny Atkinson, Adrian Griffin, finalists for the box coaching job. Uh, Nick Nurse, I mean, the biggest name here. So I mean, he's won an NBA championship. Mm-hmm. Is that the way you ultimately see the Bucks going? Like, they need a guy that they think can bring them to the promised land. To me, he stands out as what should be maybe the top pick now obviously what you know how much money you have to pay him that can certainly matter how many years all all that kind of stuff and also what they're saying in these interviews but it to me just looking at this list it it seems like nick nurse should be the the favorite here yeah uh, i'm with you on that one i think this is a team that is built to win right now and that's you know i'm gonna assume i know we just talked about work lopez and the rockets interest but i'm gonna assume he's back with milwaukee i think you know they'll fill out their roster around Giannis and holiday and we'll see what happens with chris middleton i personally think there's far more chance middleton is gone from the bucks than mm-hmm. lopez i they, they just just the way the contracts may line up with that one um but yeah nick nurse makes a ton of sense there i mean kenny atkinson I think he's a great coach and I think deserves an opportunity. Adrian Griffin's going to get a shot. Eventually he's kind of on the Darvin ham kind of path now where it is like, all right, keep interviewing, keep interviewing, keep interviewing. Eventually you'll break through. But yeah, just with where the bucks are as a franchise, I think, I think it may go to Nick nurse. Yeah. I agreed. I think that makes sense. Uh, Last thing we've got for today, or we both have to run off to other obligations here, but Carmelo Anthony retired. You know, it's funny. I was actually just looking, I was over on spot track looking at, uh, the Lakers cap holds for next year, and there's Carmelo Anthony sitting there. And then, like an hour later, it's Carmelo Anthony uh, retires. And went, oh, okay, there, you, there you go. Um, it is funny how long guys sit; their cap holds can sit on teams' yeah. books, even if they aren't, you know, playing. If you're an over the cap team, but uh, Carmelo Anthony officially retires. What a career it was for okay. Melo. Uh, did incredible, incredible stuff. Uh, he will always be looked at as that guy that, well, he never won a chip and, and all that. But I mean, what an incredible career! And then the things he did. Uh, in the Olympics, the things he did with the international play, uh, amazing, amazing. A title as a freshman at Syracuse. Yep. Like, yeah, Absolutely. yeah, 100% first ballot Hall of Fame under not even a question mark. Ninth, I believe, all time in scoring to today as he, as he retires. So, yeah, just incredible career to, you know, for Carmelo Anthony. You know, hope he, you know, enjoys himself in retirement. And, you know, the nice thing is, too, he went out still a productive player. Right, like he mm-hmm. was a good player on the like off the bench for a handful of teams there at the end of his career. When it looked like there was a moment where it's like, all right, this guy's done. Uh, had that rebirth with the Blazers, played well for the Lakers off the bench. Probably could have played somewhere and been a you know somewhat productive player off the bench for a team, but 
you know, good, good for him for saying this is one when I want to go out and, you know, go goes out, you know, still a good player. And, you know, my, like I said, first ballot Hall of Famer without a doubt for me, just, you know, NBA accomplishments combined with Team USA combined with the NCAA title. It's important people remember it's the Basketball Hall of Fame, not the NBA Hall of Fame. But even if it was just the NBA Hall of Fame, he'd still be a Hall of Famer. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, this is when you look at what what Carmelo Anthony did, it's just easy, easy pick for the Hall of Fame. And uh, one of the smoothest scores we've ever seen. Just I yep. mean, amazing, Absolutely. amazing stuff. And, and the thing he, is, he is going to be busting guys up in open runs and at the YMCA for that right? for another twenty years. Like the, that yeah, jumper is just pull up on the baseline, man. He'll make that thing until he's you know, seventy. Exactly. Exactly. As long as, as long as he can get it off, that, that's all it'll matter. It'll still uh, still go in. So for sure, yeah. I, uh, and I do wonder, just to kind of close, like, is that part of you know, what got LeBron thinking about it a little bit last night? Was it like, man, we came in together, we were linked together forever. Um, you know, is was that part of his, you know, in his mind of, you know, man, like, like Melo's gone, D-Wade's gone, you know, all my guys are gone. Like, you know, uh, I'm the last one left. But the reality is LeBron's got plenty left. To, you know, I mean, what did he say last yeah. night? I'm still better than 90 to 95% of the players. Yeah, I don't think you're retiring if you still feel that Yeah. Way. Might be Probably even not. shorting himself a little bit on that if he can, uh, you know, get healthy again. So, yeah. Yep. Yep. All right. Well, that does it for us today. Thank you for joining us, everybody. We've got plenty to talk about this offseason, no question. And, of course, we still have basketball being played. We'll see what Keith Celtics can do tonight against the Miami Heat. <laughs> or we series. have 10 days with no NBA games, which is not great. No. Or, I guess, a week with no NBA games. That's right. That's right. <laughs> All right, everybody. Thank you for joining us. Make sure you do subscribe to the YouTube channel. And uh, of course, follow us over on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever it is you listen to podcasts. Till next time, see ya and stay safe.